1: What's up you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, bandwagon fans of the Eastern Conference Champion Toronto Raptors. I am back. I've been gone uh, all week. It feels like two weeks because I I missed the Double or Nothing show. I'm joined by Alex Pawlowski who was on the Double or Nothing show with Warren Hayes. However, myself and Andrew Thompson did one. It is up on the site. We have a lot of cool content for you guys. Uh, This weekend was a learning experience. I will be doing a show on Fightful Select kind of Wrapping up the entire weekend. I might roll that into the Fightful report. Not sure yet, but we've got a lot of cool stuff over there. Uh, Jimmy Van joined us. Just, it was a blast. Uh, thank you to everyone who had kind words for Fightful and the site. Uh, I can't tell you how cool that is. You know, sometimes social media can be really negative. It was unanimously positive, but uh, a lot, just so much cool stuff coming to Fightful. If you missed it, I just broke a story over on Fightful.com and Fightful Select. Jonathan Gresham working without a Ring of Honor contract, but another man working without a contract is Alex Pawlowski. He's a freelancer.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> free to take my talents anywhere I choose. And you I could choose. have asked
1: me about Wrestling Inc.
0: Uh, yeah, I could have. Uh,
1: but, but it's going to uh, be in the no. electric chair this week. We're going to drop some big name bombs Yeah, like that. We're going to get people yeah. to go, oh. <gasps> By the way, guys, I am doing a free Q&A show this week to preview the Fightful Select service. So I'll get that Q&A field up. uh, I don't know. Later this week, Uh, we're going to have just so much content this week. Remember, subscribe to Fightful Select. That's the most direct way to support us. But um, yeah, leave a thumbs up on this video, all that good stuff. We've got just nonstop content coming your way. Let's talk about WWE Raw. We do have to, Alex. Which I mean, to you, your your life is full of despair. As the Bucks did lose, mm-hmm. and now yep. you're going to get prodded by me, who yeah. is the worst kind of Raptors fan, a complete yeah. bandwagon fan, right? Right, no, absolutely. complete bandwagon fan. Yeah. Like I, I will not hide this. I will not avoid this. Right. This raw. What'd you think of it?
0: Um, man, I don't. There, there aren't words to describe like how how bad this was so, I mean in the face of what we saw on on Saturday they decided not to okay well okay, there's a, there's a major thing that's that's happening over there um, let's I mean they don't they don't start weekly TV until the fall let's spend the intervening months proving why we are still the top dog in this business. Let's go the extra mile for our fans. They deserve it. They did tonight the opposite of that.
1: I thought they had better shows each of the last two weeks than tonight. It
0: was atrocious. How, how, especially, I mean, compared to what they needed to do after Saturday, this, I, I, this, there's no excuse for the thing they put on tonight.
1: Yeah, um, Show kicked off with Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins both coming out to the ring to plead their case to be cashed in on by Brock Lesnar. Lesnar comes out playing up the beatbox, things with, beatbox thing with his briefcase. They call it the Beast Box. It's even painted up to look like one now, which is kind of neat. I thought that was very funny, and he looked like he was having fun. But this goes on painfully long, Alex. Like yeah. When he comes out and he does it and he's capitalizing off the meme, I'm like, okay, cool. And then three minutes later, he's still doing it. To changing themes, Uh I'm thinking, what what are we doing here? Well, we're going to
0: do this for the next year, Sean. Uh, We'll talk about that uh, later on the night. But um, yeah, this uh, there was a point, and I'm not sure exactly how many years ago it was, but uh, where um Brock came out in a mariachi costume, Eddie feud, yeah, the Eddie feud. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how many years ago that was. I mean, the interview fifteen. 15 years 15 years ago the mariachi costume totally fine it's a thing you know as 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 society has progressed we've realized what you can and can't do um this is borderline racist simply because like of of who's behind what no no it like what no it is like, what
1: are you talking about? Him doing do, a beatbox thing?
0: He's doing the running Go man. Come on. He's doing the running man, Sean. He's doing so the running did man. So
1: vanilla ice. What the fuck? That oh, was not okay.
0: racist. Come on. It's appropriating a different oh
1: culture.
0: Oh my god. Listen, it, this is not, this is not, I'm not alone in this take, man. I I'm I know you're
1: not, but it's it's I, I respect your take, but I think that is a, a Listen, ridiculous one.
0: But the, the, the thing is, is that this is what they have done the second night they've done this. I don't know where it is in a few months, but it's only going to get worse.
1: I don't know. I, I don't think they, they do this extended stuff anymore. I didn't see that at all, man. And I am I'm, quick to I'm, call a spade a spade when it comes to racist shit on this program. And
0: it's, I, I see it trending in that direction. Like all he needs is a is a giant like clock a uh, chain around his neck. Like it's it, there's there's next levels to this. Uh, all I'm saying is it'd be it'd be fine if it was funny. It's not funny. It's
1: stupid. It's stupid, but I don't think it's racist in the least. Not not even a I little mean, bit. By the way, guys, if you guys want to donate a super chat, you can have your question entered, your your statements read, even if they're as bad as Alex's take right there. <laughs> Will allow. And Alex didn't even pay to do that. No. I'm giving it to him for free. Right. Fine. Justin Lopez, who I met this weekend. Thank you, Justin, said, This raw made me wish the NBA finals started tonight. Complete trash. P.S. Cool meeting you this weekend, bro. Now I got to ask you, Alex. Yeah. Considering your situation. Yeah. Was this Raw bad enough for you to hope that the NBA Finals started this week? Or started tonight? I'm
0: not not watching watching a minute of of that Finals. The the wounds are too fresh. Um, (laughs) But I I will celebrate when the Raptors get swept.
1: Oh, come on. No, no. Come on.
0: It's happening.
1: (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Yeah. So Brock leaves. Kofi Kingston. The wild card gets attacked by Dolph Ziggler. The wild card. wild card. But it doesn't end there because we come back from commercial to see Dolph Ziggler attacking Xavier Woods. The wild card yep, to help set up. Alex, what show is coming up? The Sands of Time. And, you know, it's funny that you mention Sands of Time because, guys, we have a brand new T-shirt. I'm at Fightful.com, the official SANS of Time shirt. Check this beauty out. Multiple colors. It is gorgeous. It is just miraculous. Sir Mike Fergus uh, sent us an amazing design. I just love it. It works with so many different colors. Go check it out.
0: Are you, you're muted okay so uh yeah this is the thing that about what happened tonight at the beginning of this we had um can't hear you uh, we had this um we ran back basically the end of Smackdown uh again I, I mean I don't I don't need to s- all the stuff that 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 Kofi did with Dolph could have been done tomorrow and we wouldn't have missed anything. You didn't have to do the wild card rule to have Dolph and Kofi continue their feud on Monday night raw. Yeah, I I don't I don't hear anything you're saying. So so here's the other thing. Kofi was brutally attacked. Like he had his head smashed inside a chair and the neck like thrown into the announce table, and now I can hear you.
1: Can you? Yeah, yeah. It's come probably coming from my webcam. Yeah, we'll just have to deal with uh, yeah. degraded quality for a while. But uh, I got too excited with sounds of time <laughs> yeah. that the mic came unhooked, and oh, great. Hangouts isn't the best with that. But no. we'll roll we'll um, rock with it. Yeah, I was just
0: gonna say that uh, that great job for Kofi selling the incredible horrible beatdown where he was stretchered almost all the way to the back to come out and be like, "I want Brock Lesnar tonight."
1: Yeah, okay. he was. Like, <laughs> you, you raise a pretty damn good point. He yeah. got his ass whipped really yeah. bad by really Dolph Ziggler.
0: Bad. Yeah, nope, and that all, didn't happen.
1: All he was worried about was Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. My God. Yeah. So Kofi comes back out and saves Xavier. Uh, Dolph cuts a pretty solid promo, but I want to know how you feel about the acting aspect of this, Alex, because you had some qualms with it last week.
0: It's better. He wasn't screaming as much, which is good. But I mean it's it's a weird it's a weird deal. Um, you know, I like I like that he listen, I don't know about the acting so much, but I do like the content of it. It's like you're better than this, Kofi. I know you're better than this. You know, like, and that's that's a different thing than like you suck. I know I can beat you. You're never you've never been good at all. Uh I, I much prefer the heel actually having a measure of respect for his opponent, but also still knowing you can beat him. That's that's much more nuanced, at least. Dolph is Dolph is playing unhinged, and that's fine, but I, I, I much uh, uh, prefer tonight's delivery to last week's where he was just screaming everything.
1: Usos have a block party backstage. EC3 is there in his gear, mind you.
0: Are you sure it's not a Brock party?
1: God damn it. Well, Tamina shows up, and they, they do this thing that WWE does so much where somebody stares. Yep. And they smile, and they're like, ah! That shit is so dumb. Yeah, I don't need that. Maybe Tamina and Naomi will team up. I don't know. Whatever. Sure. Uh, the revival. Thank the Uses for being invited, but it was actually Naomi that invited them. Alex.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, what do you think of that? I mean, it's it's a, it's a weird deal. Like she's like, I think you guys should get along. I guess. Like I don't understand how this whole work. This is they they tried to solve their blood feud via cornhole, so the whole thing is a, a mismatch to begin with.
1: Can you hear me right now? Yes, I can. Oh, awesome. Uh, Better quality, I'm assuming. Yes, much better. Okay, great. I fixed it. I am a genius. So (laughs) that's a thing. I do like that Naomi kind of tried to mend the fences, though I don't know why. But I also thought it was funny that she said, you all need to squash this beef. And Dash Wilder literally squashed a piece of beef Mm -hmm. in his hand. Yeah. They decide to settle this over a game of cornhole. Were you familiar with Cornhole or Beanbag Toss before this day?
0: Yeah, um, it's it's hugely popular at Brewer's Tailgates. Okay. All, everybody plays it. Yep.
1: Jimmy had no goddamn clue what that was. As I mean,
0: this he's Canadian.
1: They're, they're- and then had the balls at dinner when I asked, like, I can't remember what dish I asked about. Maybe truffled mashed potatoes. And I'm like, <laughs> how does that work, Jimmy? Because it sounds like a step too many. Yeah. It sounds like a step beyond heatable Bob Evans mashed potatoes that are way better anyway. Yeah. And he was livid that I wouldn't have a clue, but he didn't know what cornhole was.
0: Did, did you tell him to take the gravy off his French fries too?
1: Oh, man. Man. So eventually Dawson stomps the boards. Would you say that the Revival are weak bag tossers? Yeah, they, they, they might be.
0: I mean, the whole feud is kind of tossing bags weekly. Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, I I'm a veteran of Cornhole, and sometimes the veterans of, of Cornhole have a strong bag toss, Alex. It's true. They want to be accurate, they want to perform. Yep. They they don't want to disappoint. You know, you don't want to go weeks without being unseen, weeks without knowing that you can do the job. And right. then you're right back into it and you come up short. Or you just don't come at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fortunately, our buddies at Blue Chew can help you out. That's Blue Chew. Like the color blue. Brings you the first chewable of the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night. Even during a dumbass WWE skit. No waiting at the pharmacy. No in-person doctor's visit. It is prescribed online and goes straight to your door in a discreet package. You don't have to be seen in front of a, albeit dwindling worldwide television audience. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and you can get it for free at Fightful, or actually at BlueChew.com. I almost said Fightful.com code BlueChew. Damn, I've done that pitch a hundred times. But hey, you know you can do something a hundred times, and maybe at time one hundred one, you mm. don't get the performance that you like. Blue Chew's here to help. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Use it, get it free, pay five dollars shipping. Allegedly, allegedly, Alex, I am being shipped a giant Blue Chew backdrop. Ooh, yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm gonna do some fun promos that way. <laughs> uh, Blue Chew did a lot of great stuff with uh, Starcast this weekend. Uh, that was a, a very, very fun weekend. I'll tell you what wasn't fun. Shane McMahon says he's wrestling tonight, Alex. Shane
0: McMahon says he's wrestling tonight. Won't tell us who he's wrestling. Hey, Drew, you want to come with me? My my henchman, my lackey, Drew McIntyre, who's got no better no better thing to do than just like to do whatever I tell him to do. Also, it's a crime that they don't refer to each other as Shane O' McIntyre. Like it's just like come on, like that's an obvious thing. But my favorite part of this whole thing is he goes he goes out halfway down the ramp and decides to go back out. I don't understand what that was. That was just weird. It was like, nah, I, I, um, I'm not going to go to the ring now. And I, he says, I'm going to leave. And Drew just follows him because why not? And what, what is this? (sighs)
1: So Shane gives a history of the Samoan wrestling dynasty. I thought that was a neat angle to take Just show that he knows the history. Sure. Lance Anawaii is the opponent and, not WWE ready would be a massive understatement alex
0: yeah i mean but was he supposed to be
1: no like, but i mean he i think he did have a tryout
0: right okay i mean well look
1: is 27 years old has been wrestling for 8 years okay. or 9 years
0: i mean from from what from what i was from what it appeared like they were trying to tell me it was like this guy doesn't belong here mm-hmm. You know, not not. Hey, here's this up and comer. I mean, I guess they did. They did. Say I'm just that. saying,
1: for his sake, I'm like, man, it's not. You'll you'll get signed if you get in shape. That's that's just I, if you get I, in I, shape and and shore up your ring your your ring work, you're yeah. gonna get signed. Yeah. Well, yes,
0: uh, even as a personal <laughs> favor to his cousin, yeah. like it's it's. But this was all a very this whole segment, man. It's just just so much Shane McMahon. There's just so much. Shane McMahon. I just it's too it, much.
1: Drew Tosses Lance all around. It took 50 minutes for a match to start on raw and this lasted about 2 minutes. This is back and forth and got this is awful chance. However, Lance had a really good one-legged drop kick. Yeah. Boy, that was crisp. And that got that Lance and Hawaii got the crowd to stop chanting this is awful.
0: Yes. Well, that's the so, thing is they were they were chanting AE dub mm-hmm. and this is awful. Um I don't know if it was specifically this particular match Maybe it was the fact that, that it was literally 52 minutes into the first hour of Raw before we first heard a bell signifying that the ma- that the first match of the night was beginning. That's, I, I mean, it's nominally a wrestling show. And then I had you know, Randy Cruz on Twitter saying, no, that's sports entertainment. I'm like, okay, great. So right now, all they're missing is the sports and the entertainment. But other than that, it's going great. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, the crowd does not want to see this. Shane wins with the modified triangle. Shane puts it on again and says he'd do it to Sika if he was here. Mm -hmm. Calls Roman Reigns a mistake. So Shane booking a match against Roman's cousin wasn't enough. Yeah, Drew McIntyre beating Roman's cousin, throwing him around ringside wasn't enough. Shane McMahon capitalizing on that wasn't enough. Beating him down after the match wasn't enough. But as soon as Shane McMahon says, Roman was a mistake, yep. Roman goes, I've had it.
0: Well, no, here's the thing. You, you forget, Roman's a SmackDown superstar. He had to oh drive all the way from SmackDown to get here tonight. So, so he, was that, a, he was a wild card, yeah. Obviously, he's a wild card, but that's the whole thing. Is that I'd forgotten. He, he heard what was going on with his cousin. He's like, I better get over to Raw because I'm on SmackDown in an entirely different location. And I better get over there. And so he just so, he flew because he's Superman.
1: We had Reigns. We had Kobe, Ziggler, Kofi, Ziggler, Xavier, Xavier. Truth. Truth. That, that's five. Uh, I guess hey, New wait. Day is one act. Plus, you have to remember, the Iconics are floating. And Becky, you know, I'm okay with that. Raw champion, SmackDown superstar, whatever. Uh, but... Man, it has really bastardized this roster, and I, I don't like this wild card at all. The
0: wild, the wild card thing is stupid because it's not wild card if it's the oh. same
1: people every week. Oh, how about this, Carmella too? Yeah. So we had six. People. Oh, at least that's the whole thing. Is it?
0: It's the same people every week, or it's however many they choose. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Again, what? the 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 lack of care shown into how they prepare uh, for for this show. This show of all shows, again, after Saturday, just it just boggles the mind.
1: By the way, the War Raiders have not wrestled in three weeks. The tag champions are never on the show. Okay. It, the tag champs wrestled on main event. There you go. So. Brock is back. He's beat bo- beast boxing again. Seth comes out and wants Lesnar to face him now. I'm very interested to find out your non-racial takes on brock finding out about the contract because there are some people that I think it it's in character form, but it's beyond in character form. It makes him look just stupid, stupid, stupid. I mean, it's not new. He's been cashed in on
0: before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it wasn't like, you know, Seth had won the money in the bank briefcase a few weeks before that cash in. He'd had it, you know, since the money back uh, almost, what, nine months. So yeah. here's the deal. Um, um, it's really It was really funny when he when he hit um, Paul Heyman with the piece of paper. That was funny. Yeah, that was um, very funny. But it doesn't excuse the overall stupidity of this entire segment. Um, number one, him coming out and doing the beatbox thing again made me wonder for a split second if my PS view had shorted out and gone back to the beginning of the night. And I had to like fast forward to get back here. They they literally, they groundhog dayed themselves during the same episode of Raw, which is high marks for that. Um, and I guess it's weirdest thing is like, now he says, I have a whole year to cash in. So I'm not gonna. Does that mean he's going to show up to Raw every week? No, it's not. He's not. So I guess that their 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 point is they think that ratings are going to come from people tuning in every week on Raw to see if Brock Lesnar's gonna cash in this week. Uh
1: I do find it funny that the guy who loves to sit at home in character and in real life realizes he can now sit at home for yeah. eleven months and is even happier. Sure. That's cool because they didn't need to announce a title shot. They don't need to do that. The best no. use of Brock Lesnar, in my opinion, yes. is him showing up and being a bully and saying, I can cash him whenever I want. That's right. good use of Brock Lesnar.
0: Right. No. If, if the, if the, on the raw after SummerSlam, I mean, we're assuming Brock will have a match then or whatever. I'm saying like hypothetically, if, sure. we've for, if we've forgotten about Brock Lesnar, cause he hasn't been on raw in months, which is, you know, the way things normally go. And Seth has a particularly grueling match against somebody. And all of a sudden, as he's laid out in the corner and the other guy's kind of struggling to get to his feet, we hear the boom, boom, ba-dum, bom. Like, the crowd's going to go insane. So, yeah, that makes sense. But the problem is, what you, in order to get that, you have to keep Brock and the briefcase out of sight, out of mind for months. So I guess, I guess that's how you build ratings?
1: Like Even, even within character, it's, it's hard for me to believe that Brock didn't know about the year thing. He's been around... I know. For more of the duration of the Money in the Bank situation than he hasn't been. Brock right. has been back in WWE for seven years now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just... Uh, okay, but I mean, was it funny? Yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah. our truth and Carmella make their way out to the ring after this, and Seth Rollins just disappears. He could have just stomped our truth in the head and become a double champion.
0: <laughs> or, or, or I would have loved if, like, if... Our Truth runs into the ring, accidentally bumps into Brock Lesnar, who F5s him, and that's how Truth gets loses the title. Like Brock yeah. doesn't Brock doesn't pin him, but Truth is knocked out, and you got guys fighting over who gets to pin our truth. By the way,
1: the maybe 24- Heyman pins him.
0: Yeah, good. Um, the 24-7 title. Like I said this last week. I thought the the title was going to change hands at least once during the intervening several, several days. The fact that they didn't do that where the whole point of this title, it feels like to me is stuff you're going to do on social media. You're going to find somebody get pinned. I mean, not that truth couldn't have gotten it back, but the fact that nobody pinned him at all, like it's weird thing. His, uh, his thing of, of uh, old town road that, that video he made was priceless. (laughs)
1: Yeah. He's our so, truth is doing great stuff. I think, you, I think you, stuff. you mentioned it last week that I think he's he's the perfect person for this, and and I'm glad that it's not changing every single episode or every single week because eventually it will, it's going right. to, and right. off of TV and all that. So I think it's okay to have have it established night one. Hey, this can happen, and then over the next week, you kind of establish the the basis of this, like truth eventually showing up at the cookout and. Hey, right. he successfully defended his title like seven times now.
0: <laughs> I, I I, still would love any kind of explanation of what the actual perks are that you get when you're champion. Do you get like a one-time bonus in your check from becoming champion? Does the bonus then increase if you're able to hold on to it for a specific amount of time? Like, otherwise, yeah. I don't understand why. a bunch of guys want it, And a bunch of guys couldn't even be bothered by it. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, what are the actual rules surrounding this championship versus other ones? It's it's kind of just, you know, hey, it's a thing. It's a thing we do. Accept it. And I don't want to just accept it.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. Nikki Cross doesn't get an entrance. She teams with Becky Lynch against the Iconics. This was not great, in my opinion. Nikki handled the early part of the match, and it looked like Peyton's face got crushed by that body press to the outside. But uh, Peyton continued going on. The ref is distracted. can't see a Nikki pin. Becky tags in, still getting great ovations. That's good news. Uh, However, she's not necessarily booked as the biggest star on this show. I've noticed that her aerial offense has been restricted over the last few weeks. We see some second rope stuff. I'm okay with that. She wins with the manhandle slam that didn't look great. She's used it before as, I think, the last kicker or something like that. Uh, so it's not a new move. But um, what do you think of this new finish, new world finish? I,
0: I, I like her having a pinfall finish. I think she's got to have one. Uh, I think she can finish most people with, with the disarmer, but she's got to have a, a way she can actually a, – a, a move that pins you. So this is I this agree. is fine. I think I think you're right, the move didn't look crisp tonight, but I think it's 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 interesting. It's like a pump handle rock bottom.
1: It the last ride. Sorry, I got that confused. Uh yes, it, it is. It's a pump handle rock bottom, but there was no uh no throwing the arm over this time. She's kind of right. grabbed around. Yeah, weird. Iconics never win, which no, no, further it's... further reaffirms Sasha Banks qualms, in my opinion.
0: How many weeks ago did Paige go Hey, here's here's the Kabuki Warriors, and they've got a tag title shot.
1: Almost two it, months ago.
0: Like it's just it's just a weird deal. They're like, oh, great. When when are we? Is that going to happen? Or no, maybe not. I'm not. It's it's just it just people forget about stuff from week to week, and like we don't because we're paid to actually watch and keep track of this stuff. Yeah. But they're apparently not paid to write and keep track of this stuff.
1: Uh, Nikki's tackle on the outside to stop Peyton from coming in didn't look great either it was this was just not a good match and Becky and Nikki in particular are way better than that Iconics never win matches Lacey Evans shows up and then walks away
0: yeah she's back doing that shit. but the other thing is I I kind of missed Alexa Bliss with the coffee at at ringside like the too like I she wasn't on the show at all tonight if I'm unless I'm missing something so it was kind of weird not having her be a part of this at all, because I feel like she kind of, what what it looks like now is that Nikki is, is being like the wannabe best friend of Becky, ful- was she, like fulfilling the old Alexa Bliss role. I say the old Alexa Bliss role. It's something she did a week ago. So it's a weird thing of like Nikki's just trying to be everybody's friend or have we actually moved on yeah. from the Alexa and, and, and Nikki thing? to a Nikki and Becky thing, and Alexa's out of the picture now. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, Alex. You can't tell from week to week if they've completely dropped plans. Right. Or if if they're going to pick it back up, and that's a frustrating point. If the storytelling was
0: better, we would know that yeah. they weren't just dropping things out of the blue because they've ne- they don't do that. They would never do that because good shows don't do that. But because they've done it, all the time with such increasing regularity, we go. I, I guess it's perfectly plausible that they might have just completely dropped Alexa from this entire angle and they won't mention it ever again. And we're supposed to just forget about it because that's how they handle stuff like this.
1: <laughs> Demons and diva says, It's her pig's birthday. Let her have the night off. <laughs> happy birthday larry steve Uh,
0: happy birthday that was okay
1: it was pretty good demon diva pretty good uh tyler go bulls d-rose 2019 sent a super chat thank you and says sean are you watching harry potter in the background why does wdb have poo poo sounds in their entrances rather than pyro well they don't have pyro because they caught u.s bank arena on fire one time yeah and uh For any number of reasons, they just didn't seem like it was worth it. I don't know that the money that they pay for Pyro is always worth it. Uh, Harry Potter was on after Raw. I can't stand Harry Potter. My wife is a big fan. I buy her Harry Potter-related shit all the time. I do not like Harry Potter. Harry Potter and the Omnit of Stone. Not my jam. Not my thing. Uh, The Sharpshooter sent a super chat and says, Top three promotions right now. When we see Tessa Blanchard jump ship to another promotion, Hashtag SRS for president. You might want to turn hashtag SRS has too many skeletons in his closet for that shit. <laughs> um, well, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe considering not. The landscape, maybe not top three. Well, it depends if you're talking about quality. AEW had a strong showing the other day after one show. It's tough for me to say that, but yeah. I, based on buzz and all that, MLW is really, really, really great. Uh-huh. Um, new Japan, pretty good. Um, MLW has been doing consistently good stuff. Man, uh WWE, if I mean I believe they can, but
0: oh, they have the horses under contract to be without question the best wrestling company the world has ever seen. But yeah. they choose not to use them in that way. There are so many people that I'm thinking of like, gosh, I wonder who's next to like pull an Ambrose and just let their contract run out and then show up. Like pretty much immediately uh, on AEW because th- that's got to be a game plan now for a lot of guys because the whole "I'd like my release, please" isn't working out because they're being added time to their contracts and stuff like that. So just just let it play out and maybe eventually you'll you'll get that uh, that shot at an actual wrestling company, not a sports entertainment one.
1: Uh Wild Boy in the chat. I know that you sent a super chat. Uh resubmit that question so I can see it again. We will answer it. Uh you don't have to send another super chat, just send the question again. Ricochet defeated Cesaro. I thought that the early going of this was very good. You know, I had kind of gotten on Ricochet for doing the same spots over and over and they became less impressive. Yeah. That didn't happen here. That didn't happen here. We we saw a lot of different things. Like he ran up Cesaro with a drop kick and did a backflip. Mm. Just awesome just really really cool so Saru did the cracker jack hernandez's old move where he grabs you by the throat and does the choke toss overhead that's yeah. such a cool move that he can do alex there were no there was no heat to this at spots but then man the crowd just got into it specifically after a torture rack power bomb has turned into a code red audience right. loved it ricochet handstands on the apron and goes from a victory roll position into a hurricane rana pin i like the finish it was a little bit different, a little bit, you know, almost off guard. I'm yeah. okay with it. I'm not okay with 50-50 booking for the most part. With these two, I don't hate it so much as long as the, uh, how do I put this? The air of competition is really put forth on commentary, right. but I'd be okay with that, Alex.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, these these. These two are fantastic together. They're made to wrestle each other because Cesaro is way more agile and athletic than he's given credit for. At the same time, he's so strong he can do stuff like he can base for all these amazing stuff that uh, that um, that Ricochet can do. The, the spot that I loved the most was Ricochet going for his four fifty landing and rolling through it, turning around as Cesaro just trucks him with, a, with an earmint yeah. which sends him spiraling into the turnbuckles. That was amazing. As you said, 50-50 booking could be kind of a drag, but, I mean, in a best of seven, I feel like these guys could trade matches back and forth as opposed to, like, the usual, like, oh, this guy's up three-nothing. <laughs> There's no way the guy can recover and win four in a row, and then he does. I'd rather see it 50-50 for these two guys. They're so good.
1: Uh, someone, for some reason, says SRS missed NXT. I'd never miss NXT. Don't know what that's about. Uh, Wild Boy uh, in the super chat says, do you see Kofi being a two-time champ or one and done if he loses the title? That's a really good question. I think originally it was going to be one and done. Yeah. I think Kofi has delivered to the point to where he's in main event ter- territory whenever they need him to be in main event territory in the future. I could see him being a multiple-time champion, Alex
0: yeah I think it all depends on uh who they have uh plotted out to be the guy who takes it from him is it is it a is it a real like lengthy feud that that actually you know, like requires like if Kofi gets bested by his by his rival and then earns a rematch, could the story then end with Kofi getting the belt back maybe or I, honestly, I could see him losing the, the title and then getting it back six months a year later. Yeah. Putting on how long Kofi wants to keep doing this. But one thing I, I don't necessarily need is for the new day to not be a thing anymore.
1: I agree. Uh, uh, everybody's all about that. Like, Oh, I, do you think a heel turns coming? Do you see that people that know them and have worked with them closely have said they don't want to do it. They don't ever want to do it. Right, they right. said they don't want to do it. I'm with you, Alex. I, I don't think mm-hmm. they should. Why split them up? Especially when you have those three guys, it I'll put it like this. If you're not creative enough, to make a storyline where these three people can wrestle each other without being enemies, then yeah. quit your job create yeah. creative. Then don't do it. Then don't, don't be involved in creative writing because the shit ain't hard. Right. You can make them have matches and then be compelling and interesting and dramatic without having Big E run over Kobe Kingston with an ambulance or something. <laughs> I mean, you don't need it.
0: There's a lot of stuff that you can you can easily have uh, really interesting nuanced uh, storylines with this thing where for a while there's a falling out between one guy and the other ones not not a guy, not a heel turn just just like for example uh, Big E and 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 some guy Rusev whatever have a very personal singles feud and it gets 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 really crazy and Big E becomes a different guy or whatever. And and Xavier tries to talk him down, like, man, you're not the same guy that I know. And Biggie has a falling out with Xavier, and Kofi's got to play peacemaker. There's all kinds of stuff you can do, which doesn't require like somebody to hit somebody in the back of the head with a chair.
1: Yeah, I agree. We had a little argument on this show. We're still doing fine. My God, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always have to be. Oh my God! They never talk to each other again, and they're they're feuding. I think Mandy and Sonya's thing has been pretty good with that. Where they're sure. they they they're frustrated with each other and they look like they're about... Because in wrestling, if anybody shows frustration, split, there you go. Yeah. No, Sonya turned around and she was like, you know what? You deserve this shot. Uh, I'm going to make it happen. Like I, I like those multi-layered aspects. Uh, Rob Wilkins sent a super chat and said, hey, Sean, I know you're traveling. Do you hear anything about the backstage mood? Backstage mood has long been a thing that I mean, it's, it differs from person to person. It really depends on your case. So there is no all-encompassing backstage mood. Like there are some people who are super happy with their jobs. There are some people that just aren't happy, uh, that, that don't like anything that's going to happen. But about AEW, I have not heard anything from WWE people yet because I've been traveling. I'm going to find out tomorrow though. Oh boy. Tyler, Go Bulls d 2019. Hey, Sean. Brazzers says it's whack-off day tomorrow. Hint, hint. Blue Chew Segway. <laughs> that electric chair segment shows the audience needs scripts. You are abusing the super chat, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, the audience does need scripts. For uh, sure. We'll talk about that. Uh, uh, WWE Universal title top contender. Now, this was a four-way elimination match, Alex. Yep. Kind of. Sold didn't, to love. Didn't need to be. That was weird. Uh, we got a lot of backstage promos. What did you think of those? Those backs, the style of the backstage promos, the old superstar style.
0: I mean, okay, okay, it's fine. Um, I mean, the the thing, the AJ Styles thing um, was interesting. I'm not really sure what to make of that. I'm sure you'll find out for us how how what the injury is and all that kind of stuff. If that's even a work or a shoot or whatever, um, eh. The idea that, like, w- when they announced Baron Corbin was in the match instead of AJ, I was like, well, that's who's winning, and everyone so, seems to be so upset that he did win. That just seemed to be the way that they were moving things, especially when they were like, if Braun or Bobby Lashley were to win this match, they'd face each other, and then they'd face Seth Rollins, which is never going to happen, so those guys yeah. are out. Um, and The Miz doesn't seem like the, he's in that place where he's going to go for, for, for Seth. So all these, all these promos were fine. My favorite promo... Is set up by a Miz saying, We just found out we're having a baby girl, so I'm gonna go out there and go ahead for for, for Monroe and my wife and for my new baby girl on the way. Yes. And then immediately yes. after that, Bronze like <laughs> Bobby Lashley, I'm gonna rip your arms off and beat you to death with a Ms. Mosseltoff. Congratulations. A baby girl really is a blessing for all involved. <laughs> Barry Corbin, <sighs> I'm gonna rip off your neck and take the poop down your throat. <laughs>
1: okay. I loved That's it. <laughs> Was it great. was so stupid. It was so great. I loved it. That was I knew you were gonna comment on that, uh, <laughs> but I had forgotten it in my notes. Oh man, that was
0: I I I want more of, of Braun as occasionally very thoughtful, <laughs> like with, with his compliments. I think they'd be like, I just want to say to Bobby Lashley, I'm gonna kill you this week. Sans... Uh, 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 of time. and by the way, uh, I just wanted to say, Renee, you, that outfit looks great on you. Like, like, or well, whatever <laughs> it is, you know, have you do something nut different with your hair? Like, whatever it is, that occasionally he just brings it down and it gets really real and gentle.
1: That's, I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Do something. Uh, this is fast paced. Some of the common aspects of WWE matches, like Strowman getting posted, happens. Mm-hmm. One of the better Tower of Doom spots I've seen. Braun throws everybody around, but the question that, that loomed above everything, I was like, man, why aren't Corbin and Lashley teaming at this point? Because it's something that you pitched an awful lot. Uh, Miz, it was so weird. He had these corner spots, and he was slower than Christmas the first one early yeah. in the match, but in the last one, he was real fast. Corbin with another great deep six, big shocker. Mm-hmm. Strowman mows down Corbin a couple couple times in a row, and then he and Lashley just disappear into the crowd. No elimination was officially announced by the ring announcer. Oh. It was just kind of said, "Well, they're gone. Bye." Yep. So why wasn't this just a fatal four-way pin the guy in the ring thing? Because um,
0: because it was a mistake. Because tonight was filled with mistakes. Um, I feel like they 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 announced it as being an elimination match, and they were like, "Oh, we don't have a finish for that." Oh, that's okay we'll, we'll just we'll just play it off when they when they leave okay great um I mean I, or or it was already announced and they were like hey wait whoa whoa what are we doing uh just leave just leave okay great like it just felt like everything was thrown together again no preparation no care taken in in preparing in, in putting together this this uh, episode of raw one of the most important that they've that they've done in years to come off of what you've what we've seen, and again, I keep referring to it because you 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 gave a man a hero's send off. You did a whole network special about his last match for the company, and then all of it, he just shows up somewhere else, signs a multi year deal, and is doing promos about how he used to be in prison and now he's out.
1: Did you like, see? Did you see the thing where he was sitting with the shield? Yeah, and straight yeah. up alluded yeah. to AW. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I'm cashing in my chips." rolling the dice, all this stuff. I was like, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. There were people who had the balls after the the Moxley thing dropped. That Oh, uh, stop reading so much into the clues. He's not that kind of guy. And I'm like, maybe you think he hasn't been that kind of guy for the last eight years. But I get the feeling that his uh, stifling of creative satisfaction has has maybe conjured some of that up. AJ Styles was not in this match. He was not on this show. Uh, has not wrestled since Money in the Bank. Were you surprised he wasn't in it? But uh, I mean, he, he does have the reduced schedule right now.
0: He has a reduced schedule, which is fine, and I like that they played off saying, you know, I hurt I I felt something pop in my back in that match with with Seth Rollins. No excuses though. That kind of stuff. That that that's good. You keep you keep. They're keeping him as kind of like this tweener, like he's got respect for the, for the faces, kind of a thing. But he he will take them out if he needs to. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, it's all good. Um, I mean i i just don't i just don't know if i if i into the whole like braun and bobby lashley blood feud thing like i don't why you guys you guys had a match announced for the, for the desert show and now you hate each other okay fine i guess
1: mrs double knees again went really faster and then he got caught with an end of days because, I mean, I knew personally, I was like, well, there's no way that Corbin isn't going to win and face right. Seth Rollins at sounds of time because it's bigger than WrestleMania. So he's, it's right. got to be Corbin. It has to be Corbin. He's the only guy for it. And his work has been honestly his best in the ring over the last two months ever.
0: I have no, very few issues with Baron Corbin in ring. I think sometimes he he, he uh, rests on his laurels with his rest holds, but he's got really fun moves. I, 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 I love his uh, worked punch. Uh, some, some cool stuff that he does, and I, I like all that. I just still, for the life of me, can't get over the fact that it was months and months and months ago that he was last the general manager of Raw, and they still haven't figured out what to do about his look. Dur- the European tour, house shows, untelevised. He was wrestling in like a Baron Corbin T-shirt and jeans, and people saw those pictures. Like, oh, finally, finally, they're getting him out of that waiter's uniform. And no, they're not. And they still have yet to under- to, to figure out w- why it is that that's his shtick. Now it's 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 beyond time to get rid of it.
1: Then we get the electric chair. Probably the last edition of the electric chair we will ever oh, see. Wow, this is a segment hosted by Corey Graves but fans asked the questions and fans need scripted badly. The only one that was any good was some little girl who yeah. kind of fired back at Sami Zayn when he said, "Is that what you're asking me?" and she goes, "Duh." And yeah. the crowd loved that. They ate that up. Oh, but she was great. Sign her. Yeah, the headline <laughs> came out of this when Sami Zayn goes, "You asked me that? You could have asked me about AEW." And of course, uh I'm insinuating or assuming that it was a scripted line. There's no reason to assume yeah. otherwise. It was WWE's way of acknowledging them without and uh, without getting too heavy into the talking point. All the time, I hear the AEW shouldn't take shots at WWE. It makes them look minor league. And I'm like, my God, guys, WWE drove a Jeep to WCW's mm-hmm. arena. They did billionaire Ted skits. They... Yeah said i hear impact is hiring they've done all kinds of stuff like john cena mentioning that he would go to tna if vince mcmahon didn't like during a vince mcmahon feud like they bring up competition all the time and have for a very long time but this blatantly about aew that doesn't necessarily happen and to be honest with you a nice reaction, but I think it does give AEW more credibility as competition. Just the fact that WWE mentioned them on the show.
0: Sure. Um, I mean, and also uh, there's a lot of things here. Um, first with the AEW stuff, it makes perfect sense that that it would be Sammy. It would seem more of a shoot with Sammy. You know, the idea that he's uh, unhappy there, that he would be unhappy there. He doesn't like working there. And, um, you know, to the point where I'm like, Gosh, uh, I'd like to see Sammy Zayn
1: versus Kenny Omega. You and, know, and yeah, you mentioned it on the air, but yeah, why wouldn't he? His character, why wouldn't his character do this? Right, absolutely. Um, the other thing
0: about the segment in general, let's, for example, just for for a minute, forget about all these really non actors who are answer and asking these questions. Who you know, guys stumbling over their words, really bad questions. Some guys throwing in a woo for no reason. Um, the little girl, obviously the star of the whole segment, but when it's, when they say Sammy Zayn's going to be, uh, on the electric chair in the electric chair segment, I'm like, Oh, that's just a, a fancy way of saying the hot seat. Yeah. But they actually show in the ring, a chair made up to look like an actual electric it chair.
1: Probably Vince's own electric chair oh, that he has oh, like in his collection yeah. next to a T-Rex hat or whatever.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to. To do your show, uh, the name of the show is Sands of Time in in Saudi Arabia, where they just got done executing a bunch of political prisoners, and you're going to do your your cutesy funny show, a uh, uh, segment uh, like about capital punishment, basically in the chair who would ha- they would happily execute. The the guy who's Syrian, uh, in like come come on, like this is you guys got to just run it by somebody who's thinking to before you do something like this. Actually putting him in a real not not a real electric chair, obviously, but one that's made up to look as 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 real as possible. It was just really really bad.
1: Yeah, it was, and I don't need to see this segment ever ever again, ever again, ever again. Um, I tweeted that I hope it's replaced by a segment where the subject sits in a throne that was hit with a sledgehammer. That yeah, would be that'd a be lot good.
0: Better. Even better.
1: Seth Rollins then defeated Sami Zayn. This was surprisingly average early, but got very good. Rollins cracked Zayn with a big drop kick, and then Rollins knee buckles, the never-ending story there. Uh, there are things that Sami Zayn does that I really love. Uh, there's, He pushes a crossface on his Blue Thunder pin. Now, what I mean by that is he does that pin, and, I mean, he could he can hook the shoulders with his feet but he reaches down and when i say crossface i don't mean like the crippler crossface i mean like he pushes the face across like this mm-hmm. what that does is when you try to get your shoulder up it causes a little bit of discomfort a little bit of pain makes it a little bit more difficult to get your shoulder up because in doing so uh for any number of reasons it makes it it just makes it way more uncomfortable that little thing just reaching up grabbing the face that is a nuance of professional wrestling a nuance of pinning people that I love that Sami Zayn does. Uh, Rollins eats knees on a frog splash, but wins with two stomps. I'm okay with that because sammy is not going to be at Sands of Time. And Rollins is. Rollins gets a big win going into Sands of Time. And Zayn, who knows if he's even on the show next week, maybe puts over somebody that is going to the show. Uh, what do we- you think?
0: Match is match is good. These guys work really well together. I'm I'm a, a huge Sami Zayn fan. Um, he's would be one of my top guys uh, on uh, in WWE that I'd like to see in a place like AEW where he could really be let loose and and have uh, great matches uh, and you know hell act out some good storylines too. Uh, I'm assuming, but um yeah, this is this is uh this is okay uh for, in my book. I like I like this is fine um. Yeah, the the whole deal with like hey Brock's backstage so what what could happen anything could happen I really hope tonight that they filmed a whole bunch of little silent vignettes of, of Brock wearing different t-shirts and and different you know sweatpants in in a, in a, in a sitting on a couch and like uh, Paul changes the <laughs> suit so they can run one of these things every week forever. But he all filmed them tonight. Like he's never going to be anywhere, but they're going to try and convince us that he's at every taping of raw uh, because that's the way he normally is. Right. He's well, Now I raw. need a
1: Brock Lesnar WWE network show in the style of Beavis and butthead. Yeah. Where he is on his couch, criticizing music videos or other wrestling matches. Yeah. I'd be down for that. That was raw.
0: Well, we we forgot the Firefly Funhouse. Oh,
1: Firefly Funhouse. Uh, also, uh, in the other stuff category, WWE says that Rey Mysterio is vacating the title, which Samoa sure. Joe comes out and confirms. But Rey's coming out and doing it next week. Yeah, I don't understand what that was. Like, you didn't no. have time to do that tonight? Maybe it's a swerve. Maybe it's a swerve. Considering that Brock did do the Running Man for seven and a half minutes, I think they had time.
0: <laughs> yeah, they had that, and they also ran back that Randy Orton and Triple H uh, video package that lasted, you know, an hour. Oh, yeah. So there's that, but Fan of Hunt House tonight was 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 really really special. Like it was really special. Like it went because last week it was just a little thing of him in the in, like s- s- you know scrackly, and all of a sudden, hey, it's there, and, you know. Uh, let me in, that stuff. But tonight was really interesting. Like, it really got into the psychology of it. Like, I, I be- basically, because I've lost so many matches, I don't have confidence anymore. But when I put this up, and that, that's amazing. They drew the mask on a paper plate, which is so, Mr. Rogers, it's great. He just puts it up. And, and when I put this in front, now, now I'm confident. Now I understand who I am. And this little argument with Abby about like why she why won't you just let me go? Why do you keep me here in limbo? Like that was really interesting. This this character is so far and away the most compelling uh not only uh, on the show right now, but like I think of, of Bray Wyatt's career. Like this is there's so many ways you can go. It's so much more fleshed out than anything else they're doing on the show. Like, I I, I mean, I sign my petition. Three hours of Firefly Funhouse and the occasional Ricochet and Cesaro match. It's way better than the other crap they're giving us right now. I'm so looking forward to seeing where this character keeps traveling because it's so compelling to me.
1: A reminder, guys, subscribe, leave a thumbs up just to give you guys a rundown of what we got going on. Me and Andrew got like, I think, 19 interviews or something. Fightfulselect.com, we have a preview clip. Uh, Myself and Jimmy Van. Did like an hour talking to Chris Van Vliet, who I think is one of the best interviewers in the game. He has a fascinating story uh, that will be up in the coming weeks. We just got a lot of stuff. At one point, Barbie Hayden put me in a headlock. Joey Janella hit Marco Stump with an F five during one of my interviews. Like it was insane this weekend. We had Andrew there, one of our great writers who uh, really, really is standing out and doing great stuff. I want to personally thank Jeremy Lambert for uh, running Fightful while I was gone. He did an amazing job. Uh, this is such a great team that we have. Uh, Alex, yourself, and Warren did the post-show. Got great reviews. Y'all even went a little bit extra. That was great, especially for that monetization. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that made me happy. Uh, Joe Hulbert, Gisberto Guzzo, uh, doing a lot of great stuff. Ryan Cook covering All Elite Wrestling. It was just a, an overwhelming weekend and a learning experience, especially from the technical end of things. Like at one point, MJF had secretly unhooked my microphone, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so I would only get maybe, camera audio during our interview.
0: <laughs> maybe that's what happened tonight. Like he snuck in and unhooked yeah. your microphone tonight.
1: I asked. I asked several people if they knew who stole Stokely Hathaway CD player mm. in which MJF told me to get the fuck out of his hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh. I was going to save this story for off the air, but I had a, a wrestler this weekend, not recognize me, walk up to another wrestler and completely spoil a major finish for the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: where the other
1: person said, pointed at me and goes wrestling reporter <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay yeah it's a few hours before the show i think we can pass on on that one yeah but uh, yeah i was getting a lot of interviews that we uh, over the weekend and it was it was a lot of fun and I, I got to meet a lot of great people and we got andrew on screen jimmy van treated us very very well it was a good time, and it's even better because the Bucks are eliminated, Alex.
0: Yeah, well, you know, when you when you play that poorly and the coach makes zero adjustments, uh, you deserve to lose. So I'm yeah. um, hoping they'll be better next year because they couldn't be much worse than they were in the last four games of their season.
1: Uh, the sharpshooter says, Bill Apter on Blue Chew. Ladies, man, I don't know. I met him for the first time as well. Ross Gouldson super chat and said Alexa gets off work for her pig's birthday, but Natty has to work on hers. Payback for Brett in <laughs> AEW. <laughs> Maybe. I think Brett paid himself back for AEW. Cause that promo was miserable. Yeah. He did horrible that yeah, night. That was bad. Uh, and, and all kinds of weird stuff there. The sharpshooter says SRS wrestles in Toronto during SummerSlam week. Possible. I will be in Toronto. I am wrestling a little bit more these days, but. I don't know if there's like a visa or a situation like a legal situation, which I would have to jump through in order to make that happen. But I will be in Toronto for uh, WrestleMania or SummerSlam week. I do hope to get some uh, in-person interviews. That is going to be something that that I do more of. But uh, thank you guys so much. This week was very eye-opening. Sometimes, as I mentioned, you pay attention to a lot of the negative on social media. And I, I myself have done that. Uh, That's going to change because this weekend was unanimously positive. I got to meet people, like I said, Chris Van Vliet, Jason Solomon, uh, JD from JD from New York, Grim from Grim's Toy Show, like a lot of people that do a lot of content like I do but do it a lot differently than me, and it was just nonstop positive. I met the Wrestling Inc. guys. Like uh, There there was just a wonderful – Wonderful vibe this weekend, and uh, that was just completely separate of AEW. Just a lot of positivity in that regard, meeting a lot of people. And Alex, hey, I mean, Starcast is going to be up in your neck of the woods soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just saying, I could probably probably get you booked to beat Bill After on an indie show. <laughs> Suburban Fight Pro, Alex Kalowski versus Bill After. That's good. doing it. Nice. Guys, thank you all so much. Leave us a thumbs up. Until next time, we're out.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.